It should go without saying that above anything else, a near-perfect CEO should execute his or her job with technical excellence. That is a tough expectation. One day the top dog is manipulating capital structures and the next day talking to lenders, sizing up a new business situation, or planning a restructuring or terminating an employee or hiring a successor or reforming the sales rep's compensation or gathering analytics for expansion or dealing with dropping net income and net margins and return on equity or developing a foreign business or rejuvenating an old division or myriad other decisions that are constantly on the CEO's desk. Few people will be experts in every aspect of the technical side of the job until they've had many, many, many years on the job. What enables them to effectively and successfully do the job earlier on is the soft side, how they think, act, and interrelate with people. And more often than not, we need feedback, which is crucial for leadership development. After this break, I'm going to be talking with Sam Haw, the president of TAB, the alternative board, and his insights that leadership is hardly a one-person experience. Stick with us. We'll be right back. If you want the best tax and legal secrets used by successful real estate investors today, contact Sherry Hill, the wealth protection diva at Sage International Incorporated a local company that's been helping new as well as seasoned real estate investors for over 23 years protect their hard-earned wealth today. To schedule a free 30-minute consultation with Sherry, call 775-786-5515. That's 775-786-5515 to strategize with the Wealth Protection Diva today. Call Sage International. My guest today is Sam Haw president and founder of the alternative board, Reno Tahoe, an invitation-only business membership organization made of C-suite level executives that focuses on your leadership style so strategically you can achieve your vision and reach your goals. Welcome, Sam. Thank you, Sherry. Well, let's uh, share your thoughts with me about my initial statement regarding feedback being a crucial component for leadership development. Well, I think it's, it's absolutely true. Um, many times we're having things rattle around in our head that we don't really articulate to our, either to ourselves or to those around us. And uh, at TAB, we have boards of fellow business owners who might bring 200, 250 years of leadership experience around the table and be very well positioned to give feedback, advice, and suggestions to whatever your pressing challenge or opportunity that you're dealing with this month is. So because you deal with a lot of leaders, and I know my own personal experience when my dad retired and I stepped out of being head of all operations to president of the organization, had 24 employees at the time. And there was about a three-year window where, I mean, I really had to figure it out because a lot of what I said, you know, I'm not an expert in, certainly not in the HR side of the business. Um, Marketing was something that I really had to embrace, even though I understood sales and marketing. And so I know you deal with a lot of people who already are, but I imagine a huge chunk of your time is spent with those people that are now in that position of leadership and really don't know what the heck we're doing. Absolutely. Uh, Many of them um, got there by accident. Perhaps they inherited uh, or just decided that they could 
run a business better than whoever they were working for before. Don't have any uh, formal management training or education. Uh, may read some books, um, but in many times can benefit from uh, the broad perspective of different people with different backgrounds from different industries. You'd be surprised the light bulbs that go off from someone who's just in a completely different industry and has a way different perspective than, than the group think that, that starts to develop with peers in the same industry. Do you often find that people that are now in this position of leadership, do you help them understand whether they're really, I mean, leadership is a learned skill. Would you agree? Yes. And developable. So in that development, but you have to be open to that because there are a lot of people that it's like, I'm now the leader. It's my way. We don't have so much the my way, the highway anymore, but there's still so much to learn that, um, you know, do you help people really understand that role and whether they should be the leader or not? Indeed. Um, many times, I, I've got one member that comes to mind who uh, is a really, really good salesperson, but is not very, uh, let's say, tactful with communication. And, and, and so I, I suggested, you know, what I, what I want you to say is, I want you to, not you need to for some of their employees. And so it comes down to things as simple as communication style and uh, leading by example. So um, if, if you're going to make some changes and institute some, you know, some staff meetings, for example, that you haven't had before, you have to be patient. You have to stick to it and make sure that people know you're serious about it. Otherwise, so, it's going to be a, oh, it's, you know, he's just on another one of these kicks. It'll go away in a couple of weeks. Right. So we call that the human side of leadership, right? So let's talk about that because it's not, um, it, it really is, I shouldn't say it's not, it really is about the emotional side of leadership, the communication skills that you just hit on. How do you help people really prepare for, you know, if I'm not a good communicator or an effective communicator, then how do I become one? If I'm not uh, good at reading other people's emotions or where they're coming from. How do you help me? We we have several uh, ways to do that. The one comes to mind is a tool we refer to as a DISC profile, and so people have different behavioral styles in the workplace and in their own you know in their PJs at home, and what we do is use that to help understand the best way to communicate uh, with each other and among the members of our boards. And it's, it's, uh, it's really quite powerful and amazing when I first show people their profile and they, how did they get that about me from those simple innocuous questions? It's, it's really quite uh, tremendous. Also, we'll help, we'll do some, some dry runs and some rehearsals in the board meetings if someone wants to make a presentation or if someone's really struggling with, how do I put this idea out to my team We'll help them and we'll rehearse them, and it's safe. It's confidential and safe. And sometimes it's lonely at the top. So it's great to have some, some fellow peers to bounce ideas off of. All right. So let's talk about your, this organization, just you know, the alternative board. So give me a little insight as to why did you bring it to the Reno Tahoe area? Well, it, I have a passion for small business, I have a passion for seeing 
the leaders of those businesses achieve their personal visions of of success and their vision of their company's success. And it's partly my way of giving back. So getting you know involved in the community and helping the community succeed. We find that our members uh, succeed better than their competitors. They grow their companies at two and a half times the, the national average. And uh, it's, it's my objective to get as many people involved and, and help be successful in those endeavors as I can. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of right there with you. My passion is helping the existing boat business owners stay in business. Yep. And so anything that we can do to really, like you say, help support each other, identify some weaknesses perhaps that we can work on. I'm not a huge believer in working on all my weaknesses. However, there is awareness, and at some point when I recognize it, I was never going to master the HR side of this organization. I brought in a vice president, and that's what she did. So it freed me up to go do what I needed to do to, to build this company. So you, you've really hit on it, and, and this is partly an answer to your previous question, too. We'll work real hard to discover what your particular big picture impact on the company should be, what you're good at, and what you like doing, and encourage you to delegate all the rest, because that's below your pay grade. It's something you're not going to enjoy doing, so you're not going to be as good as effective at it. And that's how we're, we're helping people develop their organizations and build productive resources out of their businesses. Right. And so, so it's strategy. I mean, some Indeed. of this is about strategy, right? Very, very much so. And we, we have some proprietary tools as well that are uh, some of the best strategic and technical. Really, it's, it's strategic management 101, but these great tools for small to medium-sized businesses that's not complicated and it's real simple, but it's very, very effective. Mm -hmm. We see it work all the time. Yeah. And so important. And we'll talk after this break, we'll talk more about you know, the power of an effective board and what that should look like. However, to wrap up this segment, I want to kind of just finish on that human side. So understanding if I, if I show up at the alternative board, I'm going to take a disc. I already know I'm a high D. <laughs> yes, right? Got that <laughs> Tough already. Tough to guess. And, but I have a nice I side too. So, you know, recognizing where I'm at right now. That's a critical step to be able to do the rest of the work, right? Sure. Yeah. And so knowing that here's where I'm starting, here's where I'd like to get to, and then through your alternative board, you're helping to identify those strengths and how to focus on those. Indeed. Uh, the where I want to get to is a real important and an initial part of the journey. If you don't know your destination, we don't know how to help you get there in the various areas that you need to develop. So we're careful to put together a personal vision statement. So five to ten years from now, how do you want your life to be? How much do you want to be at work? How much vacation do you want? Do you want to write the great American novel? Uh, or are you happy working all the time? That's okay, too. Um, we'll follow that up with a company vision, which is, you know, I want the company to look like XYZ in 10 to 15 years. And so um, I want to grow or I want to stay the same size that I am and, and uh, reduce my working hours from 60 to 40 or 30 a week, whatever that may be. Or I want to Whatever your out. vision is. Yeah. If exactly. you have a destination, then we can figure out how to get from here to there. Awesome. 
We are going to go to a break. We come back. I'm going to pick up again with Sam Ha, who is the president and founder of the alternative board, Reno Tahoe. If you want more information, you can go out to their website, tab, renotahoe.com. And we'll be right back because I want to really dig into the power of an effective board. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Extraction Jackson. Here's what people are saying about CJ's recommended carpet care. Michelle Holbert. I have used Jack several times and he's fantastic. He's cleaned my own carpets, several of my rental properties. I've been very happy. My tenants have really been surprised at how nice the carpets look after he's completed them. Tile, grout, carpet, upholstery? Call 829-1551 or visit cjscarpetcare.com. Extraction Jackson. He's the best. Welcome back and thank you for tuning in to the Sherry Hill Show. My guest today is Sam Ha, the president and founder of the alternative board Reno Tahoe, which is an invitation only business membership organization made of C-suite level executives that focuses on your leadership style so strategically you can achieve your vision and reach your goals. So Sam, before break we were talking or just going to start to talk about the power of having an effective board. Some organizations like nonprofits have their own board. Very few uh, small to medium-sized businesses have a board of directors. So, but how powerful if they did, right? Incredible. (laughs) Uh, So what I do is bring business owners and CEOs from non-competing industries together in a confidential small group setting, like around a boardroom table, uh, once a month and we help each other deal with the challenges and seize the opportunities we all face running our businesses. So it's called the alternative board. Right, so what are some of the key pieces that if I'm someone that says, wow, I could really use some you know, help with noodling on certain ideas or a vision I have in mind, or as I said at the beginning, all the things, decision-making that I have to do on a daily basis, Talk to me about why this alternative board. What is the power of it, and why should I potentially think about joining your organization? Will do. Uh, I I work with each of my members to zero in on whatever the most pressing challenge or opportunity they're wrestling with in the business this month is. Um, They take that to a board of fellow business owners, none of whom's in competition, so it's safe, and present their challenge or opportunity. Uh, The gang will go around and ask questions to get history, context, get real clear on what you're trying to accomplish, and then offer advice based on their experience. And as I said before, there could be two or 250 years of ownership experience around the table. Hearing their advice, um, one or a combination of the suggestions might resonate as something that makes sense for you to implement in the business, and you'd actually make a commitment to your board to complete certain activities before the next meeting. So a lot of them appreciate that accountability. There's some amazing value in, the, in everybody's sharing of their collective wisdom and experience. Uh, as I mentioned, from different industries and, and different um, backgrounds and functional areas. And, and really it's a place of safety and sanctuary for one to work strategically on the business instead of in the business and running around as we all are 
want to do. Right. A lot of a lot of the time in the classes that I teach, I mean, the one word that continually shows up for me as an end goal is clarity, right? Yep. And so when you're in decision-making capacity at the C-suite level, you've got a lot of different choices, opportunities, decisions that have to be made now or later, and it becomes difficult to get out of the weeds sometimes, right? Yep. And, and you know, I've heard many of my folks say it helps so much just to speak this out loud and have a forum to, to say it out loud and rather than have it rattle around in your brain. And it makes it uh, more real, it makes it more concrete, makes it more clear, and uh, it also helps them keep from changing their mind and their objectives. Well, also it helps when they come back into the organization because, you know, they have trusted advisors many times or great employees. But if you can't be clear about the messaging or the vision or what we're going to focus on, then it gets harder for your team to get behind and support. Right. If you're not clear and convicted and having declared this is the direction I want to go, follow me then it's gonna be harder to implement that in your organization. Absolutely, especially because I spend a tremendous amount of time on the marketing side. You know, clarity of who's your, who's your target audience, what is the message, and many business owners have a hard time really defining those pieces, which are basics, right? Indeed. And so in that environment where you can speak freely, get positive, or even I'm guessing some critical feedback, not um, not attacking you as a person, but just really punching holes in your ideas, is the kind of thing that most of us need. That's the beauty of it. Uh, we, we, can, we can brainstorm and throw ideas against the wall and see if they stick in a safe uh, environment. And th- look, nobody has any agenda other than to help each other. So yes, if, if you've been struggling to fire your brother-in-law for three months and you come back and you say you still haven't done it, they'll tell you what you need to hear. <laughs> it's beautiful that way. Yeah, and so the power of having this, what you call the alternative board, this advisory board, share an example of maybe someone who started with you, you know, where they were and where they ended up after how long? Is this a, you know, 10-year process? Is this a one-year process? Where am I at? Oh, no. There, there, are, there are TAB members who've been around for 20 years. Um, I started about three and a half years ago, and uh, one, of my, one of my first members has grown from a million to five million in revenue. And it, it's kind of funny how, how uh, there's a theme of the month every once in a while, and this month it seems to be organizational development. So he had a right-hand person uh, who was doing everything with him. And, and they've grown to the point now where they can't handle it. And so we spent a lot of time yesterday in the meeting uh, helping design uh, sort of the next level of organization so that he could delegate uh, a lot of, as I spoke before, what he's not good at and what he doesn't like to be doing to uh, someone who is elevated to become more of a you know general operating officer and then have some other folks working um, with them. They've defined, they've defined tasks for each of the responsibilities. They've put people into those roles and actually drawn an organization chart. It, it's amazing how many organizations don't have that 
and so it's hard to communicate who's responsible for what, what position you're playing on the team, and and what is expected of you as well, an employee. Well, in, in rapid growth, I can understand that because as the CEO, you're wearing all these different hats and you feel like the hamster on the wheel because now you're putting out a lot of fire. So without someone else or a team of people or this alternative board to go, you know, like, I know people don't want to hear, but you know, calm down. Yeah. <laughs> calm down. Let's focus on the immediate, and then a lot will solve itself because we have laid this foundation of what is causing the domino effect of your decision making. Exactly. And, and you've hit on something important too, which is um, we're helping to articulate and identify what's important to be working on, not just what's, what's urgent. To be working on, and a lot of times that important stuff, that strategic stuff, that you know, where do I want to be in a year and two and three, is the stuff that gets ignored and so, and leads you to be the hamster on in the wheel. Well, because it, it forces us to face reality, right? So mm -hmm. if I have to face reality that I'm not good at this or I haven't been making good decisions about that then it comes right back to me and I have to take sole responsibility. And if I have employees, I can only imagine, you know, what they were and are experiencing, right? right? And so that's uh, sometimes a tough pill to swallow. Well, the good news is it's okay. And um, we'll, we'll help you realize where your weakness is and, and not beat you up for it, but say, hey, find someone who's good at it and bring them into your organization and it'll make the entire team and organization stronger. Mm -hmm. And you'll be happier and therefore more successful. Right, because part of this, you know, we focus, of course, on the work life, but reality is if your work life is humming along and you feel good and you're making good decisions, it certainly has the effect in your personal life. It, absolutely. Um, I see a number of folks who believe that if they work hard and become successful, then they'll become happy. And I think we need to flip that on its ear and say, if you're happy, you're going to be successful. Absolutely. And, and, and you know, I learned as a single mom, there is no balance. So I figured that nope. out early on. No, there's no <laughs> such thing as work-life balance. But we do speak in terms of work-life harmony. Yes. And it, it, it basically depends on you and what your vision is and what you, what you want to accomplish in life and in business. Right. Because it all has to work and it all has to feel good. Have you ever had anyone that's gone through this, you know, hung out and realized they're in the wrong business <laughs> or that they, that uh, maybe their exit should be sooner than later? <laughs> well, I do have one member who, <laughs> who started to grouse about the needing to fill out the forms for the dealers and, and just saying, I'm, I'd rather be selling. And so we, over the, over the months, we, got him to realize maybe I should hire a general manager. I'm going to go out and sell and be with my customers like I like I want to be and eventually he has decided he's going to sell his company. Mhm. Mm so I mean it's time and he's built it into a 9 million dollar operation and yeah. and he deserves it. So it's all good decisions. Yep. What do I need to understand if I want to find more about the alternative board? I can certainly go out to the website tabrinotaho.com but Sam, if people want to speak directly to you. My email address is sam at tabrinotaho.com. 
Um, you can look up my LinkedIn profile at uh, LinkedIn forward slash in forward slash SR Haw. And uh, you can call me. All right. And so you sit down with a potential to really determine because you can't have competitors in the alternative board and you want to make sure it's a good fit because they have to be of a, um, I mean, you want diversification, certainly, so we can't all be happy-go-lucky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it's kind of a mutual selection process. Yes. Um, it, st startups are tough because they're always looking for the next round of funding or the next dollar of revenue. Uh, so I like to have going concerns. There's no hard and fast uh, limit, but you know, have a have some revenue and have some employees and have some issues and some challenges that we can and some vision that we can uh, help you get to. I look for people who um, know they don't know everything, who are willing to give as well as receive, who are genuinely interested in change and improvement, and finally that I'm going to have fun working with and vice versa. Sounds good. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for tuning into the Sherry Hill Show. Sam, thank you for being here. Thank you, Sherry. I enjoyed it. And I do uh, encourage folks to go out and check out tabreno.com uh, because if this is a place where you're at in your own business, I mean, why struggle alone? It's, it's a long climb to the top. My favorite ACDC song is It's a Long Way um, to the top if you want to rock and roll. Well said. Thank you for tuning in to the Sherry Hill Show, where business is amplified.